You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Marked by the Holy Spirit is the title of this devotion. You see, there is something about us who are born of God, who are made alive with Christ, which is what that means, born again, it's all the same thing. You who were dead in sin and trespasses, he has made alive together with Christ. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, or the life that Christ um, has with the Father in heaven is what he gives into us by the Holy Spirit. This week, I want to talk to you about some of the different aspects of the Holy Spirit. Quite simple, but I think it will be nourishment for your spiritually hungry heart and hungry soul. Because you see, it is a healthy thing when you inwardly yearn, groan, like hunger feelings for more of God. That is actually the Holy Spirit inside of you wanting to conform you and transform you into his likeness. And and we'll talk about that this week. But today, I want to just remind you what marks you as belonging to God. What, What do you have about you that others can see that you are one of his children, that you are born of his spirit, that you are a citizen of heaven, a member of the heavenly father's household? What is it? I know that sometimes people have had these beautiful traditions which I honestly honor and appreciate in the way they dress to show honor to God for the vessel that's been entrusted to them as the temple of His Holy Spirit. So they dress in a way that shows honor to God and respect. And people really have that deep in their heart that that is of value. And if you look throughout Scripture, it is something of value because whenever Job or others needed to show their, their sorrow or their remorse or their grief, they would tear their rope as a sense, is my honor here is, is being crushed. It's being broken by this. This is, this is something that matters to me. So the way we dress, and it does matter to us, doesn't it? And I think that that is something that sometimes we need to again rediscover that our outward dress uh, shows our inward nature. I mean, if you think about it, Jesus gave a parable of those who were invited to the wedding and one was not dressed with a wedding gown. And he said, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding gown? And, and what Jesus was trying to teach us through that parable is to make an effort to live holy and right in God's sight in this life does have a reward in the life to come and does affect that life to come. And I want to encourage you to have that outward show of the inward. But you can dress with the most holy garment. And still, that isn't the mark that God would think most essential. 
I also grew up in a time where the Bible was so honored and considered holy. After the Second World War, of course, I was born in 1960, a bit later. But that wasn't long after the Second World War. I mean, the war ended, what, in 1945? So that was, what, 15 years later that I was born. And at that time, the Bible was the most read book in, in the United Kingdom, in Britain, and in many nations in the world that had suffered this horrific First and Second World War. And people had returned to that which was the only place of refuge and guidance and light in a very dark, dark, dark time in history. And the Bible was the most read book. And so people honored showing that they were godly by carrying their Bible to church. And I personally believe that that is actually a very credible and good thing that we can show other people that we fear God because we fear his word. It says in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2, upon him I will look who is of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. In other words, who honors my word. And I want to encourage you to think about these things, but still you can carry the Bible as a show that you fear God and that you honor his word. And that is still not what God is really mostly looking for. What is it that marks me as a son and a daughter of God, as a child of God? I'm gonna read you here from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 in the Living Bible. I really love it the way it says it here. Listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. And because of what Christ did, Ephesians 1, verse 13, all you others too who heard the good news about how to be saved and trusted Christ were marked as belonging to Christ by the Holy Spirit. While the way we dress and, and the Bible we have and many other things are of great value and are important to rediscover, there is nothing that can mark any of us more than God himself, his Holy Spirit. You were marked as belonging to Christ by the Holy Spirit, who long ago had been promised to all of us Christians. His presence within us is God's guarantee that he really will give us all that he promised. And the Spirit's seal upon us means that God has already purchased us and that he guarantees to bring us to himself. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. I'm going to read this verse 14 again. His presence, the Holy Spirit's presence within us is God's guarantee that he really will give us all that he promised. And the Spirit's seal or mark upon us means that God has already purchased us and guarantees to bring us to himself. 
we are marked as belonging to our loving Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. And I know, and I'm going to talk about this some more this week, I know that when we think of the Holy Spirit, often we think about, we think about power for works, for ministry. And while that is without question a wonderful aspect of the Holy Spirit, it is not the fundamental reason for the Holy Spirit. If you would read the Gospel of John, those 21 chapters or 22, what is it? John, Jesus in those chapters talks about the Holy Spirit, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter Oh, well, chapter, I better watch out because it's all through the Gospel of John. He talks about the Holy Spirit. And the main thing that he shows about the Holy Spirit is that when the Holy Spirit is in our life, Christ, heavenly, holy life, sinless life is revealed in us by the Holy Spirit and that we are transformed into his likeness. You see, the mark of the Holy Spirit is that the nature and character you begin to embody and begin to show in the way that you think and act and talk and react and so forth is inspired by the same life and love and nature we see in Jesus. People look at you and say, you know, the way you talk and the way you think is, I was just reading that in John. You could say, well, that life you see there is what God now gives us through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Oh, my friends, this is more wonderful than you can imagine. And where we may have had a struggle at times to keep our body from becoming an instrument of self-indulgence and lust and so forth, it is through being purchased through being purchased of God, that we begin to realize the power of the Holy Spirit is to consecrate, dedicate, separate me to the Father through the nature and character of Jesus who offered himself without blemish by the eternal Spirit to the Father, as Hebrews 9 verse 14 says. And that same Spirit that was perfected in his body when he offered his body for us, is now working in me to set me apart unto God. It is Christ who is setting me apart unto God. I used to be so driven by these lusts. I used to have the gnawing of of unfulfilled desires in me. I used to have the attitudes and complaints and anger fits because of I didn't get my way. But now... I don't know what it is. I can't go there anymore. I can't think that way anymore. I can't talk that way anymore. Now I just want to please my Father. That is the Holy Spirit sanctifying the temple, setting this body apart for God. Look what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know <clears throat> that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Oh, am I grateful I am not my own. 
When Christ came into my heart by the Holy Spirit, when His Spirit made me alive with Him through His indwelling presence, my father said something to me. He said, now you know, Robert, your life is not your own. And he said that to me there in September of 1978. And it's as if it was yesterday that he said it to me. I so know I am not my own. No, I believe what it says here. For you, verse 20 of 1 Corinthians 6, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God's. Oh, hallelujah. I so want to encourage you today. Don't be afraid that your body is some runaway vessel of iniquity and sin and that you just can't help yourself because your body is just constantly wanting, needing, desiring and all of that and it's fighting against your soul and it's saying you can't help yourself. You're a slave of this addiction. You're a slave of that lust. You're a slave of that pornography. Oh, hallelujah. I am so happy to tell you that God has paid for your freedom to make your body his own holy dwelling place. And he marks you, your whole spirit, soul, and body as belonging to him by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that begins to show itself, show itself in your spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is that light inside of you by which you are able to be alive in this body. Your soul is your person. It's the uniqueness of your person. Your body is obvious and it's temporal, this body. It's an earthen vessel that is temporal and yet God has paid the high price of Christ's sacrifice to purchase your body free from the dominion of sin and all the unclean influences of the devil and to make you holy to himself and to present you through the power of Christ's spirit coming into you unto himself, his own holy, consecrated, dedicated people. And I know that the good work God begins in each and every one of us through his Holy Spirit. He will be able to perfect. And where you may have contention, oh, have I had my share of contention, I know that the Lord is able. He is able to sanctify, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24, your whole spirit, soul, and body and he, God, who is faithful, who's began this good work in you through Christ, will complete it so that you may be presented without blemish performing his love. I'll study these kinds of statements in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24, and in Ephesians 1, verse 6, 7, and 8. Now listen to this. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16. What agreement has the temple of God with idols. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Oh, friends, how wonderful it is to be marked by our loving Heavenly Father, by His Holy Spirit, setting our whole spirit, soul, and body apart unto Himself, where we are not our own. We are not our own. There is absolutely nothing the devil can do to lay claim on your spirit, soul, and body. He cannot have it because you belong to God. The only way the devil could get you is if he could pry you loose from the nail print hand of the Lord Jesus. And Jesus says it repeatedly in John chapter 7, in John chapter 10. He said, you are in my hand and no one will be able to pluck you out of my hand. Oh, I want to encourage you. Believe this. Believe and do not give way to the feelings and thoughts that will frighten you or make you feel that you're failing. Hold in faith to Jesus that He is your Savior, your healer, your provider, the keeper of your spirit, soul, and body who will never fail to be all that you need Him to be. Oh, hallelujah. Whatever area you may have had your struggles, believe. I'm going to close this devotion with 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse... No, 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 2. Oh, my friends, I love this thinking. And I know this is the Living Bible, which is a paraphrase, but it, it gives you a real easy understanding of what the Holy Spirit in the Scripture is saying to us. Listen to this, because I know we all can have our issues with our spirit, soul, and body. And I am so grateful for the Scripture to help light up our innermost being when things are a bit dark or difficult. Listen to this. This is 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 2. Dear friends, God the Father chose you long ago and knew you would become his children. And the Holy Spirit has been at work in your hearts, cleansing you with the blood of Jesus Christ and making you to please him. A Holy Spirit is at work in your heart, cleansing you with the blood of Jesus Christ, making you please him. Believe this. Believe the Holy Spirit is continuously cleansing you with the blood of Jesus. May God bless you richly and grant you increasing freedom from all anxiety and fear. All honor to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is His boundless mercy that has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. <clears throat> now we live in the hope of eternal life because Christ rose again from the dead. And God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. 
And God in his mighty power will make sure that you will get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. It will be yours in that coming last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. These trials are only to test your faith, to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring much more praise and glory and honor on the day of his return. Now, you love him even though you've never seen him. Though not seeing him, you trust him. And even now, you are happy with an inexpressible joy that comes from heaven itself. And your further reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Oh, how I believe in this with all my heart that he is the savior of our souls. Our spirit that was dead in sin is made alive with him. And now the good work of the light of his life coming into our innermost being is beginning to transform, being transformed by his spirit in our soul to emanate, embody him. And that our way of thinking that our will, mind, and emotions, which many say makes up our soul, begins to express His Spirit, His character, His nature, and that it is obvious for everybody to see by what spirit you are living that marks you as being like Him, like Christ. Now, friends, I want to encourage you, believe this, Look for this, expect it, meditate on 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18, where it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and we are being, being continuously is what that means. Being changed from one degree of his glory to another by the spirit of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, that we become more and more like him. I am so excited about the good work Christ has begun in you. And I want to encourage you, look to Jesus because he will not fail to perfect you. Amen. Have a good day.